Hello, Internet. You're listening to the In Your House Comedy Podcast with KD and Kersey. Now hold on to your butts. Keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. Prepare to have an autographical orgasm in three, two, 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 one. Okay. Hello. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, all you sexy people out there, and welcome to episode five of the KD and Kersey podcast. I am your resident stand-up comedian, Mr. KD Hinken, and I am joined by the musical maestro, as always, the bassist of the hit new band Rattle Chap, and a fellow beautifully big-headed bastard. Please welcome Aaron Kersey. Thanks for the uh, great intro again, Carl. I really enjoy that. <laughs> you, you're, you're very welcome. Have you Not been? Everyone, good, man. Not everyone understands the beauty of having a large head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes you a bit top-heavy, doesn't it? Because yeah, I you know I mean? Bobblehead. Bobblehead. <laughs> I, was lonely. I was looking at myself the other day, and I was like, you know, I need to put like more muscle on again, because my head's so big. It looks so <laughs> top-heavy. Like my head looks too big for the rest of my body. You've got a beautifully sized head, Carl. Don't worry. Oh, I like have how... a beautifully sized head. I like how your hair's growing back as well. Also, do you like my mug? Yeah. Oh, self-poor wrestling. <laughs> I didn't know what that was until like like a year ago or something. Really? Yeah, just no. I am right in thinking it's like the parody wrestling thing, aren't I? Oh yeah, that like yeah. they they produced like two series of it. I think six episodes. Of, yeah, um, yeah. Of wrestling. John John Cena was like one of the best in it. Yeah, he was one of the and Russo was um like a farmer, weren't he? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think yeah. Jer- Jericho was like a, a typical Canadian com- like commentator or mm. interviewer. It's really yeah. cool. But, but we've got yeah, the memories, um, Carl. We've got the memories. I've got so I haven't got all the memories. I've smoked a lot of weed, like I said. Oh fair. Yeah. <laughs> but, um oh I know you, you said that isn't working. Well, I'll do it anyway. Um, do it. Yeah, yeah. So, as always, then, um, the KD and Cozy podcast is brought to you by Nobody's Priority Apparel Clothing. Um, use KD promo code. Wait, wait, sorry. Use KD promo, um, <laughs> but the O's as it. I'm going to ask him to change it because it's really awkward to explain every time. KD promo, but okay. instead of O's, you need zeros. So, KD pro PR zero M zero. Yeah, so KDPR0M0, that's an easier way to say it. There we go. That, that, yeah. You get 25% off, but as we said before, more importantly than anything, you help us, give us some support, maybe a bit of money when it works. So it's you first, isn't it, this week? Me first. Oh, yeah, of course. So um, it's nothing too big this week. Um, We'll probably be done in about five minutes. <laughs> you would say nothing too big. Look at the size of that. That is a big poo. What is this? Who is that? Huh? Who is that? How much do you think that is to buy personalized poo cushion? Is this is this for your quiz? Well, yeah, it was for the last one. Uh, Eighteen pound fifty. No. What? Fifty nine ninety nine. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. That's disgusting. I mean, it's disgusting anyway. A giant size poo it's, it's, with your face on it anyway. So, right. you know, when you said um, you got a Reddit story, then I'm guessing you mean like a real life one. Yeah, it's real oh, life. Okay. Like there is no, there's no bullshit in this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even though people kind of thought that 
the person was bullshitting. So we'll get into it and um, we'll just we'll just you know sit back and have a read through, see what you think. So well, I mean, I can't, I can't really sit back and have a read through, but you can. I can. I can. We'll, we'll, I'll read it to you and we'll have a sit back and enjoy it. A new setup today, by the way. I like I it. Got, yeah, I mean, different. Although to be fair, I think it was more. A back last time. I hardly slept last night, man. I had a really bad night's sleep, so I've just been focusing on staying awake more than anything. Fair, fair, mm. fair play to you. Right, busy lad, busy lad. No, I just I couldn't get to sleep, man. It was one of them. Well, hopefully, I don't put you to sleep with my story and my storytelling. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on in. So, this was actually from five years ago by a Reddit user uh, by the name of R. Brad. Bradbury, 1920. Um, I come across across it on Reddit um, about six months ago. Oh. The amount of, the amount of things I read on Reddit about ghost stories or people's um, advice, people looking for advice on Reddit, um, and people give that advice, and sometimes it turns out well. And this is one of those I've stories. Never, I've never even been on Reddit. You know, I couldn't even like tell you what to do on it. You should. I'll, maybe I'll give you some. Uh, Maybe give you a little tour guide of uh, Reddit and how to use it. I probably could if I went on to it. I just never have. Come on, man. You, you're younger than me. You should know how to use all these um, these websites. Our generation is pretty good at adapting. Yeah, we should be. <laughs> but yeah, um, So, yeah, this is, this one's from five years ago. And, the, and the, to- the, the title of it is Post-it Notes Left in My Apartment. Have you ever come across this before? Mm, no. No? I don't because think so. Um, I heard, so I found it six months ago and then I looked it up more on YouTube as well. Um, just sort of people's takes on it and whatnot. But it's quite interesting. So I'll start off. So posted by R. Bradbury, 1925 years ago. Um, so he starts off with, on the 15th of April, I found a yellow post-it note in, a hand, in handwriting that wasn't mine on my desk, reminding me of some errands I had to do. But I told literally nobody about well, this is odd. I chalked it up to something I did in my sleep. So maybe like sleepwalking, mm. little post-it notes, you know, um, thinking maybe, probably, what was that, sorry? I'd say it probably happened, wouldn't you think? Yeah, you would think Definitely. so. Yeah. Um, thinking maybe in my half-awake state, I scrolled it so I didn't appear to be, wait. Thinking maybe in my half-awake state, I scrolled it so I, it didn't appear to be my handwriting. So I'm guessing the handwriting didn't look like his own, and it was all... Yeah, yeah. It was half asleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get untidy. that. So, he, th- he threw the post-it out, and he thought little, little of it. Now, on the 19th of April, I found another post-it note on the back of my desk chair in the same handwriting as the previous note. So, again, very messy. Can't decipher, you know, if it's his own handwriting. Mm. Telling me to make sure I saved my documents. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Mm. Wonder what you meant by that. It's like you got the um, physical version of the um, paperclip from Windows just shouting at you. Save <laughs> documents. Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> um, where are we? So I was freaked out. Of course you would be, but there was no other signs of a break in. So I set up a webcam in my house, aimed at my desk, and used a security cam app for it to record after detecting movement. Um. Oh, I could just post it. Someone's written post it in my house. Oh, yeah. It, mu- it must have been a break in. It's a burglar messing with yeah. me or my, or my landlord, apparently. So, 
didn't come up with that assumption. <laughs> on the 28th, I, I woke up to find another post-it note. This one saying, our landlord isn't letting me talk to you, but it's important that we do. That's cryptic, isn't it? Mm, okay. So <laughs> I immediately checked the webcam folder on my computer and found nothing from the night before. But my computer's recycling bin had been emptied, which I'm certain I did not do recently. This indicates that someone had noticed the webcam and deleted the files. Ooh. <laughs> okay. They were just saved straight to the folder on my desktop called webcam. So this is not there anymore. So today... Wait, what? What's what? That the folder disappeared or something? Yeah, so basically the, the files were all deleted. Okay, yeah. And it, the folder on his desktop was called webcam. So when he was recording, it was installing itself onto the desktop, I suppose. Um, and it would go to a folder called webcam, but that wasn't there anymore. Okay, yeah. So today, on the 1st of May, I found another post-it, this time on my door outside uh, of his apartment, with nothing written on it. So it was blank. <laughs> and there also appear to be post-its on many of the of the doors in my apartment complex, all blank in different colours. So if you can imagine, all the way down that corridor on other people's doors, red, yellow, orange, blue, pink, whatever colour you could find. I think, it, I think it's like white or something. <laughs> yeah. So follow follow the rainbow down down the corridor. <laughs> All different colours, uh, had no idea, but this time they were blank. Follow the so... big horny man. What was that? Follow, the big, follow <laughs> the big horny man. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, of course, he's gone to Reddit for advice and he's asking, Do I have a legal recourse here? I have no proof except for the post its, but those are written by my pen and on my post it notes. So I could. You know, potentially he could have faked those, he or she. And like you said, he's solidly halfway answering his own question. I have no proof, but yeah, uh... it could be me. I don't know. I could be half asleep doing it. So it could be, but you've got no proof either way. <laughs> Not at all. Um, it then states, "Would contacting the police get me into any trouble if they can't determine an outside source for this? It won't get him into trouble, uh, would it?" This guy's an idiot. <laughs> Well, why would you think it would get you into trouble? You'll see why. You'll see why in a minute. Unless you're super crazy, but maybe you need to if you're doing this. If you're oh. putting post-its everywhere, like the last lot just seemed like, or if anything, he was telling himself or someone was telling him mm -hmm. to get more ink or something or get new pens because they ran out. He's going to need. Most... Well, he's going to need more post-its at this right, isn't he? If he's do, yeah, yeah, <laughs> plotting them all on the doors, so. Where, where do we go up to? So I just want to make sure I'm not wasting anyone's time, bless him or her. Um, should I consult my landlord that those also living in the complex? And that's where it ends. That's where the story ends um, about this. So what are your thoughts on this so far? That, that's where the story ends? For, for now. Oh, okay. That, that's where... So on, um. on Reddit, I know you don't use it, but on Reddit, it's like is what we call subreddits where people will go into a device and then you know on myspace like a message board 
kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, like they'd, they'd yeah, they'd leave it on there yeah. and then people could comment on it and stuff. So wh what are your thoughts so far on that? Um, to be fair, at the moment, I'm thinking it's more like someone kidnapped underneath or something and they're pushing messages up through the floor. Okay. That's quite a good story to go to. Could it, could it, another one that uh, other Reddit users actually came up with, I think something similar to that, or someone stalking them. Yeah, or, just thinking of it in the bed in the house as well, so that doesn't work. Yeah. Or yeah. they just think it's a plot for, you know, sometimes you get these um, alternative reality games, ARGs, uh, where people make stories and people follow them. Hmm. You should check no, those out. Life. Yeah, you should check these out. They're fake, but yeah. people make up stories or like little mini games that people follow. Um, yeah, check them out after, after this. Go and check out what an ARG is. Okay, an ARG. An ARG. You'll find most of these actually uh, live on Reddit. To be fair, so do take a look. But yeah, that's one of the that's one of the other uh, conclusions that people come to that they thought this guy was making up. He's bullshitting. Mm. Um, it's just a short story. Is it a guy that I meant to ask that? I don't know. I, we don't know, so I'm going to say they. Okay. Completely. All the way through, I'm going to try and say they, where I can. I don't think... <laughs> it, it doesn't specify if it's a guy or a girl, so they can't get angry if you're using the wrong one. No, exactly. So, um, the the top um, comment on this discussion is from a user um, called... Kakalak. I'm going to spell this out to you how his <laughs> username is. K A double K E R L A K. Kakalak is how I would pronounce that. Kakalak. This is what I'm what's, what's, what's good old Kakalak say? So, good old Kakalak. Same year, what? so five years ago. It's annoying on here. It doesn't tell what? you like, what, what how many days after. <laughs> So he says in his comment, you seem sincere and this doesn't appear to be the plot of some sh short story. There you go. So because people were going back to this user saying, oh, it's just a short story. Um, you're making mm. it up what you're on about. Like, it sounds weird. Um, sounds like you're sleepwalking. Oh, it's just a bit meta. Maybe he thinks he's Deadpool. That's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go on. So, right. so Kakalak also states that it's possible that your landlord is leaving you the notes inside your apartment, but that doesn't make any sense uh, in the context of how you're describing them. Um, it's likely that you're writing the notes yourself, but you're forgetting. Um, do you use post-it notes as reminders in any of the parts of your job? So, I mean, it sounds like he had a lot of post-it notes. So maybe he does use a lot of post-it notes for his job. Well, and he leaves himself well, reminders, like at work. I do, for instance. Yeah, if they were his, like, I'm assuming the ones he said, the ones in the house were his, but I'm assuming the ones outside wouldn't have been. No, yeah. but they could they could have been. He just didn't realise it. Yeah. So he does state, yes, this might be a mental health issue because people were going on and saying, like, oh, you're having some sort of episode. Um, you know, you might want to get some help, go to the doctors, um, you may need to be on some medication. He does go in to say it might be a physical problem. Um, so on on previous um comments from the user, which are Bradbury, which is the person that's left the post-its 
that we believe. Um, he's he's mentioned that he has a narrow bedroom with no windows. So Kakalak, the person who commented on it, states that is there a chance you're not getting enough ventilation when you sleep? <laughs> or that there is a carbon monoxide leak in the building. A cheap um, CO detector, which you should have anyway, is a fast way to find out. Um, you'll also basically you'll also know if you've got you're suffering from um, sort of carbon monoxide poisoning because you'll have really bad headaches, and it, and mm. that's what he states in there. Um, you know your own medical and mental health um, history and your other experiences. If you think these incidents might be you writing notes to yourself, there's no shame in getting someone qualified to give you an opinion. So again, someone saying you know you need to get. Someone's just assuming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, must, it must be you. It must be you. It can't be someone coming in. It just must be you. But good old Kakalak has given some good advice there about the uh, carbon monoxide detector because our Bradbury comes back to him or her, they. I do have really bad headaches and I actually already ha do have a CO detector, but it's still in the box and I need to plug it in. Well, Jesus. Where, where's your mind going now, Carl? Wait, do you even plug them in? I put them um, in like little squares. Yeah, so we've got one. So this is an important thing to make sure you've got carbon monoxide uh, detectors in your homes. Uh, yeah. We've got one. It's separate from our fire alarm, and it's just like about that big. Um, and it's I think it's battery operated, and it just sits in our kitchen. Oh, okay. Uh, but again, this might be someone from America. I don't know too much of the background on here, but yeah, they, they may have one where you can put them in a plug socket and flick them on or whatnot. Um, so it actually turned out this is the big reveal. Oh, wait, what? So this, is this the end of it now? Yeah, so this is the end. So, let me try and think what it might be first. So. Go for it. Uh... I mean, it just, there's not really that much info to be fair as to what no. it could be. And um, this, this is the thing about this. There's not much info about it, and that's why people would like, just jump into conclusions and saying you've got mental health problems, you're sleepwalking, um, yeah. you're making it up. People just, it did seem that was the main thing I got I, um, felt anyway, was that people would just jump to assumptions very quickly. Yeah. What's your, yeah. What's your verdict? That. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't see why at the moment. I don't see any reason as to say it's him. Yeah. Although actually, with the carbon monoxide thing, they're an idiot as well. But mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're a crazy idiot. Idiot. No. No. So, 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 the end of this story turns out that good old uh, what's his name again? Ah, Bradbury actually had um carbon monoxide poisoning oh so in the latest comment he says thanks to everyone who sent suggestions and gave me me advice on how to proceed especially to those who recommended a co detector because when i plugged one in it read at 100 ppm i'm just going to find the two seconds sorry man edit this bit out <laughs> so with carbon monoxide there's that there are some levels that are found and their symptoms so when the levels are too high these are the kind of symptoms that you would get so at 50 yeah. ppm um 
there's no symptoms for healthy adults. According to the Occupational safe, safe, Health and Safety Administration, this is a maximum allowable uh, concentration for continuous exposure uh, for healthy adult, adults in any eight-hour period. 200 ppm, slight headache, fatigue, dizziness, nausea after two to three hours. 400 ppm, frontal headaches with one to two hours, uh, within one to two hours, and life-threatening after three hours. 800 ppm, dizziness, nausea, convulsions within 45 minutes, unconscious within two hours, and death within two to three hours. And then the final one, 1,600 ppm, headache, dizziness, and nausea within 20 minutes, and death with, within one hour. So this is the reason why our Bradbury was getting those headaches. Yeah. He had carbon monoxide poisoning, was going around just randomly writing stuff, thinking he was being stalked. Or so it was his how, notes. How much time was there in between, like, in that story? Then he was going on, you know, from when I he think originally put it on. I don't think it actually tells the date. That's the only annoying thing. Yeah. But it, it was within, it was within, a, like, weeks, basically. Yeah. So, and then looking back at the Reddit um, comments, people were say, saying to... Um, our Bradbury, um, Kakalak. <laughs> it's a great name. Kakalak, Kakalak saved your life. Uh, sounds like you owe Kakalak big time. He may have just saved your life, which I think he did, to be fair. He was one of the main people who pointed out that it might be ideal to plug that CO detector in. Well, the person's a fucking idiot. If they, if they couldn't work out that they needed to plug it in, then... They're going to die in some way. Like They're not going to be able to have someone there to point stuff out, obvious stuff to them all the time. Well, I think it, I think people forget how important it is, important it is to, to have one or have one operating. Um, people just forget how important it is to use common sense, apparently. I know. If, but if something needs to be plugged in, you need to plug it in. Can, can you imagine that, though? Like, for weeks, you're just wondering why these post-it notes out, and it turns out it's just you. You've just gone... It just poisoned. It just been poisoned by carbon monoxide. That's crazy. I don't, really, that, man. I don't even feel like I could fully believe that guy. To be fair, well, this is this is why you question stuff like this on Reddit because people do come out with stories like this and say, um, it that people turn it around and, and find out what's actually happened, but people also find out that it was just a lies and a story made up for entertainment purposes on reddit so yeah, this, yeah. you've got to be careful but it it does you, you do have to be careful of uh, carbon monoxide as well so anyone listening uh, make sure you've got a detector in your homes <laughs> like a public safety announcement by Alan Kirby. thank you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i came as i say i came across that one about six months ago or, or so hmm. I, I watched a couple of um, YouTube videos about it as well. Just people saying the same sort of thing we are. Um, I think looking back now, there is a an edit from Kakalak when he spoke to our yeah. Bradbury. So on Reddit, you can edit your post and just say update edit underneath mm. um, with edit. So now we're five years from this point. He says years later and the good folks at WBUR, Boston Public Radio, Maybe they're from Boston. He's from Boston. I don't know. <laughs> Have tuned, uh, turned this thread into a podcast episode like us. Yeah. <laughs> as, part, as part of the Endless Thread. Endless Thread is another um, group on Reddit as well. Uh, it's a 
cooperative projects with Reddit, complete with the awesome art and title and interviews with experts on the topics of sleepwalking and poisons, uh, but not on webcams or landlord tenant law. (laughs) 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 But people were praising Kakalak in this thread because of how important he was to to saving our Bradbury's life, which is fair, he deserves that credit. So fair play, Kakalak. If you're listening, there's any truth to it. I, I I can't really see much truth in that. Like, I mean, there's, there's no there's no evidence at all that any of that's true. You know, but remember what I, I told you about carbon monoxide poisoning and the levels. Just just go back to it and just look what? through and. It, it could have been. People do go to Reddit for advice. You'll be surprised. Wait, get oh, yourself, yeah. get yourself an account. Have a look on there, and you'll and you'll see. Because soon, maybe in another episode, not next episode, maybe in a few down the line, I'll come up. I'll bring to you a Reddit story that is absolutely horrific, and it's true. And it was in, and yeah, I'm I'm not going to go into it because you'll be surprised okay. when I bring it to you. But it's it's on the back burner. That one is. I can't believe out of all the stories you picked, you picked the one about someone getting carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> I just I just thought you'd find that either funny, uh, spooky to start with, or even um, just absolutely bizarre, because I did. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I think I don't believe it, to be fair. Really? I think it's hard to believe. I, I find it hard to believe anything unless there's some physical evidence there, you know. Like when it's yeah. just someone saying, "Oh, do this," and I know too many people to bullshit all the time. That's true, and internet's a dangerous place for that, isn't it? So we'll we'll never we'll never know because we don't know these people. But yeah. I think I think we're on two sides of this. So I I believe it, um, but I, I love conspiracies and reading into things, and not always, you know, I won't believe everything to see or read on the internet because that's mm. bad for your health. Yeah, um, yeah, that's how you want to go about it at all. But stuff like that and seeing other stories, I'm pretty much sold with stuff like that. I, I think Dom has told me some Reddit ones before, but I swear like the ones he tells me are like kind of horror-based, not real ones. Fair. See, that's the problem. I think that's the problem with stuff like that. You'll, I, I do see a lot of ghosts, um, mm. horror-related ones, people breaking into other people's houses. I saw a couple of those and I thought I might bring those to you, but... I wasn't sure how you're going to take those, yeah, but um, I did seem to remember you said something about doing ghosts. Yeah, there's a few ghost yeah. ones, like the sleep paralysis stuff that I brought up a few weeks back was actually um, stuff I found on Reddit as well. I've actually got yeah. a few posts, posts on sleep paralysis on Reddit ones, but a lot of people have had really nice positive uh, comments on there, so it's a great place for it. But... Is it Reddit the one that's class um, tagged as the um, front page of the internet? Or like that. Not sure. I think so. I think, I think it's something like that. Yeah. Is, is, that, is, is that its tagline? I never know. I think because yeah. I, I barely really um, look on Reddit like that. I just kind of search stuff. Like, for instance, I'll search wrestling and a subreddit feed will come up with like WWE, AEW. Um, yeah. I'll search ghost stories and stuff like that will come up. But I want to. That one is just weird. Weird. <laughs> I want to do one about um, ghost story, uh, like a ghost one, but it's really hard to find something that well has facts there and that, you know, as well. It's true, but ghost uh, storytelling would be pretty good around Halloween time, so maybe that's something we can uh, come up with. Yeah, like Skinwalker Ranch and that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 
you know. And the um, then again, that's more aliens the other side of what I was thinking of. The um, yeah. what's it called again? The lights. Oh, uh, Phoenix lights. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, Phoenix lights. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be great around Halloween. You know, people. Yeah, yeah. If they want to tune in and listen to uh, some scary tales, get some uh, orange and black kind of theme <laughs> going on for the Halloween theme. You know. Halloween this year will be the safest holiday than all because everyone will be wearing masks. Uh, actually, that's quite. You've made a great point there. They're really uh-huh. going to profit, aren't they, from from Halloween this year? Mm. That, that's a really good uh, point there. Hmm. I might go trick or treating this year. Maybe I can pass as a twelve-year-old being five foot six. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I go into my one now. Though. Yeah. What What have you got for me this week? Actually, I know, don't I? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you know the main story, of it, which is good, though, to be fair, because we can chat about it as we go through. Or if you remembered anything differently, you can tell me as well. Yeah, that's fine, man. I'll. Uh... I'll see where we can jump in, but I'm yeah. I'm interested to let you present it to me. So go for it. Yeah. So this is the um I thought of a different ways that I could um present it, and I thought the best way to say it would be the pizza bomber murder case. So this is the story of the pizza bomber murder case. <laughs> I see your carbon monoxide, and they raise you murder. <laughs> well, he could have been killed by carbon monoxide. Is that murder? I suppose it's just to do it on purpose. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Weird way to go about this. It is. But um, August 28th, 2003 then. Yeah, so the manager of the um, pizzeria got um, a call through and he couldn't understand that what the person on your phone was saying. So he passed it over to pizza delivery man Brian Wells to take the order, take the address down, um, which he did. Did it all as normal. They realised that the address was actually an abandoned radio site off um, just outside the town of Erie, where most of this goes on. Mm. It's a great, great name for something like this. Like Erie in Indiana. Great show. Is that, no, it's Erie, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. There we go. Mm. Yeah, he did that. And then, about, we, no one spoke to him or knew anything of him for about two hours until he appeared in um, RNC Bank. About two hours later, where he was in the process of robbing the bank. Um, yes, he was there. And he was wearing a T-shirt with the word guess on it. He looked as though he had something about the size of a shoebox underneath his T-shirt. Um, he was very relaxed and calm in the bank, apparently. He was um, swinging the cane around that he had, like cane. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Finally <laughs> um, swinging around like Charlie Chaplin, being really chilled about it all. Getting a lollipop, you know, from the side. Um, Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) Brilliant. uh, Long story short for this, before we get into it, this is just explaining exactly what happened. Um, So he got outside. He got stopped by the police um, while he was going away with the money uh, from the bank heist. Um, And basically he was stopped and... They decided to hold him in the middle of the road and they all stood there with their guns at him because they realised that the um, mechanism that was underneath his shirt, the big shoebox sized thing, that's the bomb, um, a live bomb that was connected to his neck um, via a collar, uh, looked basically like a giant handcuff um, around his neck. Have you ever um, seen The Running Man, the film with Arnold Schwarzenegger? The what, man? The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger from, I think it was like 
early 90s, late 80s, can't remember which year no, now. No, I ain't seen that one. There's um, something very similar in that film where there's a collar and it blows people's heads off. And it looks, <laughs> it's literally just like a collar device. Um, it's people in a prison. And mm. if they go to the certain areas of uh, the prison, like they're not allowed to sort of um, in different locations, the mm. the collar is triggered and the device and then it blows the head off. That just so, sound vaguely familiar for some reason. No more prisoner. <laughs> I think I like the the prison in um, uh, Face Off with some magnetic shoes. Oh yeah, with the shoes. Yeah, yeah and they walk like penguins. Yeah, it's yeah, that, that's a good one. It is. Um, okay, then. So he was there in the middle of the road. I was debating whether to show the video, but I decided not to. I haven't got any videos or pictures for this one. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, because um, if you do want to see it, you know, you just type it in on Google. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's a big but, story. Uh, you know, people. Full on shot of, it's a full on shot of him blowing up anyway, because he realised he starts shouting out. Um, I don't think there's much time in it. A lot of people thought that maybe up until this point he wasn't aware that it was a real bomb. Um, but who knows? Because basically, before he really got a chance to find out, it blew up, killed him pretty much instantly. About two minutes later, after this, the bomb squad finally turned up. Obviously, too late. Um, they took him and his body and I think it was something like eight hours later they um, decided that they were going to cut his head off to so that they could keep the bomb um, in one piece basically uh, for evidence which his family was not happy about at all um, as they stated he was just an, an innocent victim you know that that they knew of that they knew of. Oh, and it was. It was Mamma Mia's Pizzeria. Okay. So was, ah, okay. I can never remember the name of it, but yeah, I just remember that video, man. And it's just like, I, I don't think I've grabbed much time. And then people don't, some people just think he's faking it as well, don't they? Until they get a bit closer and then realize. Yeah. I don't know, really see how you can think that, though. This is the thing, though. Um, actually, yeah, a quick bit about him, actually, because I didn't know that much about him. Um, apparently, he's like, Everyone said, because in this one documentary on Netflix, which is probably what you've seen as well, I assume. Yeah, Evil Genius. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they talk to, like, his um, like his landlord and that, and they say that he was, like, a really nice person in that. Yeah. And especially <laughs> they had childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They, they just kind of, like, you know, slightly mentioned that he wasn't all there and stuff, you know. Mm. Um, which makes sense to me why he could have been, you know, persuaded by these people to go and do because apparently he loves scavenger hunts as well he used to do the ones that were in the um they were in the newspaper right he used to do all them and this yeah. was set up like a scavenger hunt because he had he had all these notes in his um the, in his car and he was supposed to after he went to the bank that he robbed he was supposed to then go um to the mcdonald's sign and pick up yeah a note from underneath the rock the flower bed and the McDonald's sign, which you know th- is going to look weird anyway. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. Um, and apparently, a lot of them said though, with how much he had to do, there was no way that he would have been able to do it all without blowing up. Or wasn't, there like, wasn't, wasn't there like another four locations that he had to go to after the, the bank or something like that? Yeah, yeah, somewhere it's basically in one big circle as yeah, well. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm. Which I, I always thought the same thing, like. 
that he didn't really go into it too much in the documentary, but I always thought, well, if he blew up in between the time he was waiting around to with the police, yeah, before he went to McDonald's, he would have just bang like gone bang like in a car or whatever, like on the way to. Well, the um, McDonald's was right there. I'm not sure if he'd already gone to the McDonald's. I don't think he had, but yeah. it was right there anyway. But yeah. apparently there was one of the pins on there that if he'd have pulled it, then he would have um, got like another hour or something. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember that bit, but yeah. Yeah. So. How, how would he know, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that was, you know, why I could believe that he was so chilled about it that persuaded him mm. um, yeah. into it. Because there wasn't much... Um, they don't know very much about what happened in between him leaving at 147 and he arrived at the radio site to deliver the pizza at about uh, one minute past two. That's right. Um, they say there's no clues other than markings in the, crab- in the gravel that indicate a possible scuffle, but it, that means nothing in my opinion. Like, mm. you know, it could so, be anything. Could be anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like we said, the bomb under his shirt was reported to be the size of a shoebox. Um and apparently the um the cane that he had was a shotgun cane um built in the side of a well it was a shotgun. Um I, I love that cane. I, I absolutely love it. It reminds me of something from James Bond or something that like Q would come up with. And uh like we had a little gun last week and now we've got a fucking cane gun this week. Well we're on the ball here. What's uh what's going down? Yeah. <laughs> um but that would make sense to me, though, with all that. If it was quite chode, like, you know, why he would be mm. cool with it and he'd be enjoying the idea of doing a scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, why would they give a shotgun to someone if they weren't down to it, if they were not an innocent victim? Yeah. Yeah. And what was he going to do? Were. What was he going to do with that shotgun as well? Well, apparently it was if he just gets into any trouble. That's it. Um, yeah. But obviously that will come later, though. Yeah. Yeah. So like they were saying, no, if he was involved in it, mm. why would they use a live bomb? No on the other side, you know, it doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. Because um, you assumed it was a group of people. Like You can assume yeah. that anyway at this point. Yeah. The profile that the FBI came up with didn't fit him at all in regards to being the mastermind. They decided at this point that he was more so an innocent victim. That now brings me on to Mr. William Rothstein. Uh, oh, yeah. Bill yeah, Bill to his friends. Bill. Yeah, good old Bill. I remember this Bill old six foot six hoarder man. Uh, who's a mechanic, handyman in general, super smart. Um, he, how long was this? I think it was about two weeks or three weeks after the um, after the bank robbery. Um, he rang up the police and he stated at eight six four five Peach Street, <coughs> which was his house. Um, in the gar- in the garage, there is a frozen body. It's in the freezer. Um, he stated he was storing it as a favour to a friend. And the friend was Marjorie, who was also in the house in a different room at the time. Hmm. Good old Marjorie. Mm-hmm. I, I like how he said he was storing it for what? And I, yeah. I, I, I never quite got why he said I was storing it. Like, to eat later? Well, I thought <laughs> it makes sense that he specifically was storing it because that's mm. why he called him on it because she wanted him to dispose of the body in like that's right. yeah that's too far for him apparently <laughs> so I hide it you know I help you killed him and stuff you took his life and you know I'll, I'll help you deal with that but oh, yeah. I don't want to cut him off 
yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not nice. Uh, you know, <laughs> fucking weird. Just, that's disgusting weird. behavior. Because he's so tall and he's, you know, up on that high horse of his. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, they came out that the body was that of James Roden, which was Marjorie's current, obviously, ex now, yeah. boyfriend, who had died due to a shotgun blast. Um, it had happened six weeks prior, um, so before the bank heist as well. Um, and his place was that the only connection between him and this other thing at this time, what and the, the bombing bank heist was that um, his house was like five minutes walk away from the radio site. That was the only connection between them. However, that changed. He agreed to testify against Marjorie for immunity um, in regards to the murder. Um, he stated he was depressed though um, before this time, and he was unsure what he was going to do in regards to hand himself in or um, hand Marjorie in, or kill himself. When he was originally going to kill himself, he wrote a suicide note, which he then showed to the police, um, just to prove his story, I guess. But um, at the end of the suicide note, it stated, well, so blah, 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 blah. And at the end it says, this has nothing to do with the Brian Wells case. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> no. Because, like I said, until this point, it didn't have any link whatsoever. No. But now, you know, you know, you said he was smart. Yeah, it's not that smart, was he? No, no, apparently <laughs> not. I like to think he was. Yeah, he was a fucking idiot then. Actually, do you reckon he had CO two, uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, even, <laughs> and he was like, just write whatever you want. He was just blinded by vagina. I think this guy was most of the time. <laughs> But speaking of um, vagina, though, Marjorie Delay Armstrong, she is the um, specific person that they refer to in the Evil Genius. She's a title, titular character of that. Titular. I I will say one thing. As soon as I watched this, the first because I watched it before, watched it again like the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it sounds bad to say it, but the main woman just reminds me of. Um, Actually, I can bleep it out now. You know, it reminds me of my so much uh, in every way, man. The way she acts, the way she talks. What about the way she looks? Because in the pictures, in the like, old days, because you, you see, like, you see, like the development of her her face just changing throughout the mm. years. Like it's taken its toll on her. Like this, like the the whole story is like really taking its toll on her. Um, I think it's just being um, being an unhappy dickhead person. It just grinds away at your face. I'm, I'm, not an, I'm not an unhappy dickhead person, and my face has like completely changed in the last five years. No, you look pretty much the same as I remember you looking. Oh, that's very kind of you. Oh, you got shit memory. That's all. <laughs> um, however, they so yeah, the profile um, that they had, like they said, didn't fit well. So it didn't fit right, um, and either, either. But they realised it did fit uh, Rothstein and Marjorie as a pair in regards to the robbery. Um, so because of that last, you know, that note, they started yep. looking at them all, obviously. Um, she was a super hoarder, even worse than the other dude. The house was filled with, they show you it, it's ridiculous amounts of rubbish. There's poop everywhere, apparently human poop. It was um, disgusting. Absolutely. Two, de- 
two dead cats, but they did leave water in for the cats that were still there rather than take them out. I don't get that. Very, very kind of them. Mm. Do you know what they could have done with? Remember that TV show with the two ladies coming and clear up? Like, oh, well. Um, what was it called? And, yeah. Um, I remember she had like um, paranoia and narcissism traits. She had a personality disorder and something else. Also, in 1984, though, that body that was in the freezer wasn't the first partner that she had killed or shot, even with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, because she had a habit for it. That's Alexa. She, um, she got a habit of this. Um, she actually shot her ex-husband, Robert Thomas, in 1984, but was acquitted, as she said she was a victim of domestic abuse, which I guess so many women got out of murders for that. and still do, probably. Especially in the 80s. Mm. That's the thing. I, I always hear that. that um, why is it always men, you know, like the serial killers? I'm like, no, it's not. It's just women are better at getting away with this. It's very true. Unless you're Eileen yeah. Warnus. That's right. Unless you're Eileen Warnus. You ever heard about her? Eileen Warn? Warnus. No. Who's that again? Someone else. No, no. She was a, a prostitute and um, she was treated really, she was, <laughs> she was treat really badly and she just went on like a killing spree, uh, killing people that tried to have, have sex with her, basically. Um, See, that's the kind of story you need to cover rather than carbon monoxide poisoning. That's better. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, you didn't like the story. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, so where did we get to? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So her first husband, though, um, hung himself. And the second... Uh, no, you know what? That wasn't her actual husband. I don't think that Robert Thomas died. It was the boyfriend. Mm. The first husband hung himself, and the second husband died when accidentally falling over and hitting his head on the coffee table. <laughs> Your de- dead partner seemed to follow her. Come on, we, we know that's not true. No, she, she made it up on Reddit. <laughs> Even the hanging herself, and she might have just talk to him into because she's one of them person. Like she, I said, would... she seems to want to grind people down. What she. Uh, She's very um, peculiar, but very good at what she did. Uh, what yeah. she did, shall we say? You could tell she was a manipulator, man. She manipulated a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, an informant. Um, yeah, there was also an informant named Kenneth Barnes that was also involved in this, though. Um, he was a fishing buddy of Marjorie um, and also a convicted drug dealer. Um, there was also someone else. I don't know, that's something he mentioned, actually. Um, it came out during the course of questioning Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie um, had actually asked him. Oh, okay, yeah. So he stated, um, I can't remember how it actually originally got onto it, but I was sorry, one. It was one of them mentioned him, you know, um, and then they found out they knew each other, and then just both said they had something to do with this. Um, and Ken Barnes actually stated. She had one day just come up to her and asked him point blank if she would kill her dad. Um, yeah, he was the Ken Barnes was the first one to divulge key information to the police by saying this. Um, and then he also said, after, yeah, after this, I guess he gave him more information. I didn't write this part properly, but I don't care. <laughs> um, all players met before in a meeting the day before, including Brian Wells, and Ken was on the lookout, which is what Ken said. Okay. 
So now it seems as though he was involved in this. Um, now let's look at the apparent plan as told by Kevin Bryan. So he's given all the information now, basically, mm. to the police. Right. Um, uh, eventually told the police everything when they stated Marjorie was going to do the same. So they tricked him. Um, he stated Brian Wells was involved in the plot, the piece of delivery man that blew up. Um, and when the time came, the call was made to the pizza shop, um, which was made from the shell station um, nearby where he got um, got by the police by. Um, and then they went up to the radio site to meet him. Um, and that also explains him being involved, also explains why he was so up for taking this pizza just before the end of his shift as well. Mm. Okay, so back to nothing because I would have just cut that out. So to everyone else, I've just started right now. Uh, so, they, yeah, so they went to the radio site to meet him. Um, uh, well, then eventually met them at the radio site with the pizza and they went over the plan while eating said pizza. Mm. Um, no comment was made on the toppings. <laughs> Uh, well, I, was, I hope I hope it was like pepperoni or something. Uh, pepperoni is overrated. Instead of a yeah, but I actually only eat cheese and tomato pizza. I don't really like anything else on my pizza. Oh god, that, maybe, that maybe, some, maybe some veg, but or peppers and olives, but I don't like uh, any meat and stuff on it. Oh, see, I only like meat on it. So, oh really? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't like veg on my pizza. Man. Oh man, love I, love, I love peppers and that in like. What anything else to be fair? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love I love a pepper and olive pizza. That's yeah. me. That's that's my uh, favorite. Barnes said then at this time that um, Brian Wells wasn't actually aware um, of the bomb being used. Um, he was unsure whether he thought there was going to be a fake one or not one at all. But basically, he didn't know there was going to be a real bomb. Um, and he tried to run, run when he realized what was happening. Um, but he was apparently subdued and hit by Barnes. Um, the bomb was put on, and Barnes states that he wasn't sure if Wells thought the bomb was real or not beforehand, but apparently, yeah, realised it at the radio site. So it seems as though he was involved in the heist, but not in the colour bomb aspect of it. Hmm. Um, he was told, though, which is something that he does relay to the police when he's, uh, and it's on videotape as well, says that um, it was a group of black men that, um, I remember yeah, this bit. Yeah, where is it? Where did it actually say it? Uh, yeah, okay. Blame it on a group. Yeah, he was told by um, the others to blame it on a, a group of black guys that held him down and put the bomb on him if he was caught, which he did tell them. So it also begs the question again, like if he wasn't involved at all, why would he yeah. still say that at that point, you know? Yeah. At this point, he was very relaxed. Um, I'm kind of ju- unsure whether he actually still thought his life whether was actually at risk. Maybe they told him, you know, I just weighs it. Yeah. That's why he was so relaxed in the bank. Maybe he's like, oh, they're not actually going to blow me off, you know. They're exactly. just making it look really good because yeah. if I went in there with not a live one, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But mm. as you say, it, it keeps question. It keeps going back to that question: if he, how much how involved he was in with this well especially the bomb anyway he, yeah you know. he, he like he's got the perfect alibi though you know um, yeah. now if you could guess court though so i could understand it and just the fact if he was that much of like childlike wonder it's probably quite easy to persuade him to do something yeah 
Is it the word impressionable? Is that yeah, apparently it was very impressionable. Yeah. Okay, Marjorie and Ken Barnes watched Wells rob the PNC bank from a nearby car park, taking turns to look through one pair of binoculars. Um, you hope they can afford two after this. Um, <laughs> Marjorie reportedly stated, ha ha ha, looks like somebody just robbed a bank. Um, they left in a hurry when they saw the police on their way, though, and met Ross Steinstein at his house. Uh, where the body where the body of Marjorie's ex was still sitting in the freezer at that time. Following this, Marjorie then switches vehicles and drives down the motorway, uh, in which various witnesses saw her, and then made said this afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was something about as well, she was driving the wrong side of the road too. So really, you know, made made herself stick out a lot. Yeah, she drives down the motorway. Um, in the direction of the last location on the scavenger hunt. So it seems most likely that she went to, like, you know, um, get rid of the last one because they tried yeah. to carry on the scavenger hunt and stopped after a certain point. Um, not where it was supposed to, you know, so. Yeah. Um, Barn stated that he felt bad as it was all supposed to have been fake and that he had no part or knew no plan or knew that Wells knew of no plan that involved the Oh, no, sorry, okay. Ken Barnes stated he felt bad as it was all supposed to have originally been faked and that he himself had no part or knew of no plan that involved the murder of Brian Wells. Yeah. But between, Mar- between Marge and Rustin, they made it real. And that's a direct quote. I, I kind of believe that, though, as well. Hmm? I, I kind of be- like believe that. That's, you know, true. They... They just manipulated him, didn't they, really, into it. He was very impressionable guy. Um, He probably wanted to take part, but not to the point that he was potentially going to die. Yeah, yeah. I think they just tricked him into a lot. But he seemed like he was um, involved in it beforehand. He knew about it. Like I said, he knew about it the day before and stuff, you know. I just think the... Well, yeah, I just think the um, the the bombers like the icing on the cake for him, and they pr- practically sentenced the guy to death. Basically, yeah. So um, there was so there was Rustin, uh, Marjorie, uh, Wells, Barnes, and there was someone else as well there too called Floyd Stockton, a former roommate of Rustin, who was hiding out there to get away from a rape charge, I believe it was. Um, but by this point. He was in prison. This is like, you know, weeks after when yeah. they've already been questioned by the police and all that now yeah. um, in there. Um, he was in prison for rape in Washington State by this point. Yeah, upon talking to him, he did state, I don't know why, it, they never really mentioned why it took so long to talk to him, but I'm guessing just because he was in a different place, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he stated he was there and all that, and he actually assisted in placing the bomb, um, the bomb collar around, around Wells' neck. Um, upon getting the Barnes confession information, police once again questioned Stockton after this. Yeah. Um, including that, um, Stockton's lawyers made, yeah, they made their money that day. Um, because they procured their client, um, Stockton, a plea deal that would grant him immunity if he testified against Marjorie too. Um, now for the bomb and everything, you know, it's not just yeah. a murder like Rothstein was doing before. Because I believe by this point, Rothstein had actually died from um, 
what was it now? He had, I got it written down somewhere, but I know he had some kind of cancer. He had quite a few bits, I think. Yeah, I think, if I remember what he was, I'm sure it was cancer. Yeah, um, they said there's a very good, it was cancer, I just can't remember where of, but um, it seems very much like, you know, he may have been aware of it and then that might have been partly why he was doing this. Um, why he wrote the suicide note, it could have been more like a confession there. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, um, his reason for needing the money doesn't really make that much sense to me. Because... It, it's, um, I was just looking, and it's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, okay. Um, it's a type of, like, cell, cell you were yeah. breaks down his cells. So, yeah. Something similar, anyway. Okay, so it was decided by investigators, though, that Stockton, um, that one just mentioned, uh, was less culpable in the crime than the others. However, Stockton and Barnes couldn't name who was the definitive mastermind um, or the creator of the bomb. Barn, it seems as though they all may have been, um, Stockton and Barnes may have been compartmentalised because neither of them seemed to know everything. Neither of them had all the details, all the plans. They couldn't give the police all the details, even though they're actively trying to. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to me, in my opinion, it was Rusty and Marjorie together that were the mastermind they keep making this point about who is it between them like it's both of them obviously it's always going to be both of them i mean mm-hmm. he was the mechanic so yeah. you know he would have been the one to you know pr- produce mm-hmm. this bomb said bomb and, and gun and then you turn to her she um evil. you know evil evil she's an evil genius after mm-hmm. all she's very manipulative um she's got that way about her um Wells was very impressionable, so and he had you know the mental health issues and he was very childlike, so she was able to manipulate able to manipulate him. Easy, yeah. easy pickings for both of them, really. Um, from now on, what we need to do is fast forward four more years or into the future. Yeah, this point, um, and investigators announced they would be charging Marjorie with bank robbery um, among a list of other charges. Um, so Fingers definitely dead by this point, you know, Rothstein. Yeah. Um, was he like, point, did he die in like 2004 or something like that? That sounds about right. It was definitely yeah. it was 2003, the bank robbery. So. Yeah. And this is four years here. So, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, it didn't seem like it took an hour long. It was only like a few weeks when he called back the body. So. Yeah. Um, prosecutors originally officially stated that Brian Wells was both a co-conspirator and a victim. Um, the news media put a lot of emphasis on the fact that he was um, seen as a co-conspirator. Yeah. Um, because Brian Wells was believed to be, yeah, because Brian Wells was believed to be involved in the plot, um, the death penalty could not be involved in the charges towards Marjorie. It's yeah. I, I can't. I, I do agree. Like he's he's technically a co-conspirator, but as as I say, he's a victim as well. So you know, yeah, it's really tough to pinpoint of what charges should be brought forward at this at mm. that point. So, but they do completely um, agree. Jump forward another, well, not not another seven years. Sorry, so um, <laughs> jump forward now another three years. So seven yep. years after the robbery, um, we're now up to the time for the actual court case. Um, the lawyer from her original murder case against her ex-husband stated um, he had tried to have her committed four times when giving testimony for this one. 
And each time she got out, but she says she he, she was very mentally ill, um, but she was always able to get her way out. Um, Floyd Stockton was originally supposed to testify, but he was unable to last minute due to um, emergency heart surgery that was needed. So that went in the favour. Great. Uh, mm, uh, there was various witnesses who saw Marjorie at different points of the heist and the scavenger hunt. Um, and there was also um, three prisoners that testified in court that actually um, she that she had spoken to in prison that um, she had admitted to killing. Oh, was that? I can't remember whether it was the Brian Wells, you know, with the bomb, or I'm sorry, it was um, Herrick, the guy that was in the freezer. But yeah, would it be Rex? And then didn't they try and bring those charges yeah, forward as well? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't seem to be ma- mainly um, based around that, though. None of it does. No. Um, scavenger hunting prisoners. Yeah, anyway, she, they testified in court as well, though, so they had plenty of the evidence. Uh, Brian Wells' favourite prostitute stated <laughs> she overheard Wells talking to a woman about a bank robbery. Um, court, And after 10 days of testimony, the jury... Uh, took a further day and a half to decide on a verdict, and she was found guilty on all counts. <laughs> she was found guilty on conspiracy to commit armed bank robbery, armed bank robbery mm-hmm. in which death resulted, and use of a destructive device in furtherance of a crime of violence. It's a mouthful. That's a long one, that is. Whew, that was a mouthful. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Before sentencing, the judge stated Marjorie has a long history of mental illness, including bipolar disorder and personality disorder with borderline paranoid and narcissistic traits. But there are people with these conditions who do not solicit others to kill their father, uh, which is apparently what she wanted the money for, to give to Barnes to shoot her dad. Um, Or they don't shoot someone in cold blood to silence a perceived threat. Nope. And they don't seal a man's fate by strapping a ticking bomb to his neck. The judge stated that given the defendant's violent and erratic past, sentencing should be looked at as a way of protecting the public from her. Um, with this in mind, she was sentenced to life, uh, so to three counts of life plus yep. 30 years. Um, and she fell into a deep depression following the trial. It's a long time. That's uh, the rest of her life. Just say the rest of your life in prison. It's just what annoys me about these court cases. Say you got three count, you get three counts of free, free, free life uh, sentences. But just yeah. say for the rest of your life you're in prison. Done. That's yeah, it. Yeah, it makes no sense. And most and of the time then, they do just say in for life. So like, and then why, an, extra, why, an extra fifteen years for doing this and that. Yeah, just just say life then, please. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose maybe if you get pardoned from one, you still got the other ones. Then maybe I don't know. I, I will say though, like. And I know he's turned around and said she had bipolar and it doesn't excuse or anything like that. But I have to say, it's it's true. Like I had an ex girlfriend that had bipolar and she never strapped a bomb to my neck. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So lastly, then investigators stated investigators stated there was still a multitude of unanswered questions from this case. Yep. Um, Marjorie told a filmmaker that she had been speaking to for the past ten years. Um, that Wells was he was involved, um, but she got erratic at him, um, said that she wouldn't talk to him anymore when he was asking about it because he'd been talking to her. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, basically, he was saying 
um, that if Wells wasn't involved in on a heist and there was mm. no statute of limitations on murder and the co-conspirators will be charged of his murder um, at any time still, which is why he feels that maybe she doesn't want to talk about it or even go into it, you know. Um, which, I mean, I suppose it makes sense anyway. Yeah. Even if that so. was, you know, you, why you even talk about it? Um, it was proved that he wasn't on it. Uh, however, though, Wells' favourite prostitute wound up in the same uh, same prison um, as Marjorie, and because of this, the filmmaker ended up um, speaking to her about um, the situation too, uh, mm-hmm. because she found out from Marjorie she was there and he got the details, etc. Because you knew the prison by this point. Yeah, so he asked her about Brian Wells. Um, she stated they were friends and he was a nice guy um, and she had uh, special feelings for him as she put this. Um, she went on to say it was probably love and all this. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. Mm. Um, she said Marge was lying um, and that Marge came because she was saying all this stuff about um Jessica, the prostitute's name is, which was all ball anyway. Um, And they were just arguing a bit anyway. Um, And then Marjorie discovered the filmmaker was talking to Jessica. Mm. Um, Jessica eventually managed to get a transfer to another prison and then asked the filmmaker, uh, Trey, if she could do an interview for his documentary, uh, which he tried to get her to do before, and she blew him off the one time, and that. Uh, so he was quite happy about this. What she blew him off? Uh, yeah, and she uh, would have been happy mm. about that. Uh. <laughs> um, she stated she was hurt. Oh yes, she said she wanted to do a doc- the interview documentary because she was hurt that she could do this for someone she cared about so much. Yeah, <laughs> she stated that Brian Wells was in actual fact innocent. So she said that one day she went into um, Ken Barnes' house and he was sat there with a couple of friends, Marjorie and Rothstein and um, that Stockton dude. Yep. Um, actually, he doesn't say he was there, actually. He might have just been pulled into it from Rothstein. Um, and they were talking about robbing a bank. Um, Barnes then said to Jessica that he wanted her to go find a gopher to rob the bank for them. Yeah, I remember um, this yeah, I'd forgotten all this. A gopher was someone who they could scare into doing right. um, into doing the bank robbery for them. The wooden one wouldn't mm. call the cops, That's and right. hopefully we'd just see it as a scare tactic as well. Mm. Mm. Um, he gave her five thousand dollars. She got high for three days, um, and then he agreed to give her more crack if she could give him the gopher's name. Um, she said that Brian Wilds was was a pushover and that he could do it. The guy she loved, apparently. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. To be fair, she did it for the crack. She did it for the crack, yeah. <laughs> I can understand. Li- yeah, li- literally, she did it for the crack. She did it for the crack. She did it for the people. <laughs> she, did, uh, she did it for the rock. She did it for the rock, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, she set it up for next week and brought Brian Wells around. Um, she didn't introduce him or anything to the guys or any anything like that. They just wanted to see him. Um, so they never actually met him. They just wanted to get a look at him, get an idea about him, you know. Um, she brought him in and then she left straight away with him. I don't know how she did that exactly. Uh, they asked Jessica for...
for his work schedule and gave her money. Um, but the plan was delayed as well due to prior engagement of Marjorie's for a bit of time. Um, she said Brian was definitely not present for any of the meetings beforehand as she was with him, especially the whole day before. Barnes stated, Ken Barnes stated he knew the whole time. Oh, he stated that Brian Wiles did know the whole time, but his story completely fell apart when the filmmaker was bringing the story to him. Marjorie completely disagreed with this um, theory that he was not involved and he was just um, being used as a scapegoat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, when Trey confronted her with this, she stated she would sue him um, if he included this ball poop in his film. Um, and I know this because he included it in his film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, many believe Marjorie was a mastermind that Rothstein endlessly tried to protect her in, um, up until the moment that he turned himself in. Um, I believe they were pretty much in it together. And uh, with, mo- yeah, with most partnerships, there's always a dominant and submissive one. Um, she was Which obviously one? the dominant one. Who, who's more dominant and submissive in this in this coupling here, Carl? Her, definitely. <laughs> no, f- between me and you. Oh, oh! I think you're the most You reckon? Yeah, we'll, we'll find out eventually. No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, what did I get? To? I believe uh, pretty much. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, many. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I completely believe Marjorie was obviously the dominant one. Um, yep. He was just obviously into her. They used to be together as well back in the day. They were engaged at one right. point. Yeah. And she obviously just manipulated him. Like I said, she totally reminds me of <laughs> in every way. I can see my being a murderer in the future. Really? Um, I don't know about that. Uh, Marjorie died of cancer on April the 4th, 2007, meaning... Wait. That doesn't make sense. How can that make sense? <laughs> It Wait. happened in 2003. The one bit was seven years after the trial. She died in 2017. No, oh, 17. Okay, that makes more sense. The, uh, she died yeah. in 2017 at the age of 68 from cancer. And from the other guys, I believe Floyd Stockton is out again, having already um, done his whole uh, rape charge. Rothstein is obviously dead. Ken Barnes is still in prison, but apparently likes it because he's managed to get off the... Um, Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he was able to stop drugs, wasn't he? Because he was he yeah. a crackhead and he was an everything head from the time. Everything head. But yeah. yeah, I remember that made me chuckle a little bit. I thought, oh, yeah. isn't that isn't that nice? He's he's happy <laughs> to be in prison because it stops him <laughs> from doing prostitutes and drugs. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Yeah, that that yeah. bit really got me at the end of the uh, documentary. I thought, oh, bless him. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the whole story. Though I think as anything, I felt like there was stuff I missed out, but I don't know. Yeah, people will have to watch the documentary to get the full context of it. I think anyway, it's yeah. it's hard to go into things, isn't it, and try to explain it as much as you can, especially if you've, you know, you may not have uh, watched it recently. I haven't watched it recently. Yeah. I watched it two years ago, whatever, when it came out. But um, yeah, that one always um, interests me. Yeah. Now, yeah, very now, good one. now that you've mentioned it, though, I do want to go back and watch it again, to be honest. Yeah, it's worth so, it to be fair. And it's not a long one either. It's only four nah, episodes long. That's it. Like 48 minutes or something. Because, like, World War so, Country was long. Yeah, it's oh, quite short. Yeah, World, World War Country. I loved it, but I kind of felt like, oh, it's 
it's a bit long now. It's six yeah. hours, five, six hours, whatever it is, or even they longer do. than that. They did drag a lot out in it, and especially yeah. I remember like hardly even watching the last one, I think, because it was like, hey, it's done now. What you yeah, watch. I, I thought that as well. I did like, I loved mm. it, but I found like the last episode in by World Country was like you kind of wrapped you could have wrapped it up in the fifth episode, I think it was six episodes long, so yeah, just just stop now. I just want to know, <laughs> I just want to know, wrap it up, please. All right, then, dude, I think we're good then again for good. another episode. It's another one in, in the bag, episode number five. Bum, bum, another one in the bag. Yeah, yeah. another one's gone, another one's in your mum. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. And with that beautiful thing. Um, do, you, do your outro. Wow. Well, <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the outro was again now. Um, I, I have been KD. I oh, have yeah. been so, Kirsty. So Thank I, you, Actually, let's do it a different way. He has he has been Alan Kersey. And he has been KD. And he will see you soon. <laughs> and you will hear him soon. <laughs> do that again. Um thanks for we'll say thanks for watching, thanks for listening. Yeah. And then we'll both say, and we will see you soon. No, and then we'll say, fuck off. And yeah. We will see you soon. Yeah, okay. do it like that. Okay. Uh, so this was Aaron Kurt. So this was Aaron Kersey. And this was KD. And thank you very much for watching, everyone. And for listening. And we will see you soon. Thank you. Take care. Fuck off. <laughs> Don't put <laughs> fuck off in there, Cole. There might be kids listening. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs>